Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, with a new mic and new technology, <laughs> is the beat writer of the Giant Insider. There's no more cell phones. We, we listen to our Twitter followers who say, guys, until you get a better connection, I'm not listening. So you know what? We splurged. And we're now in the 21st century. We are pseudo-millennials, even though we're more Generation X. And Chris Bizignano is live. What's up, Chris? How you doing, man? <laughs> What's up, Jerry F? How you doing, bud? It's like uh, it's uh, it's uh, like a Star Wars microphone. How do I here. sound? How do I sound on this baby? Unbelievable! It's so crystal right. clear. I, it's I, like I, you're sitting I, right next to me. That's how much we love the followers, bud. Right? They asked. That's right. And I gave them what they wanted. That's right. We delivered. Hey, um, want to get right to it, Odell? Um, <laughs> always the subject. Always the the number one subject with the Giants. Uh, he, he was interviewed today extensively at his locker, and my impressions were he said all the right things, which he usually does, um, especially when the game's far removed. He, he says the right things, and then he talked about how um, how he doesn't like to drink water, so he's going to need IVs, and his stomach feels slushy. I thought it was a little odd, but it yeah, is what it is with, with Odell. Uh, what, what was your take from the, from the interview? I, I thought it was a good look overall, but... You know, with Odell, my my thinking is always until he proves it on the field as far as not acting up and, and not, you know, doing the peripheral issues or, 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 or I don't want to say, you know, like the the side issues that kind of take away from his greatness. Uh, until he does that, it's, it's kind of the proof is in the pudding. But I thought overall the interview was was, I guess, what you wanted to hear as a Giants fan, no? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you know, uh, he obviously took Mara's words you know, pretty seriously, but this wasn't the frustrated Odell, right, Jerry? I mean, this yeah. was Odell talking way after a game, and, and you know, he's at a point right now, okay, Odell's saying this, Odell's saying that, but three days from now, you know, Tuesday morning or Monday in a, in a presser after the game, who knows what's going to come out of his mouth, right? <laughs> so I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad he said that, you know, he listened to Mara, and, you know, he's, he also said, you know, there's going to be a lot more action now, a lot less words. Um, listen, people are trying to help him, Jerry, you know, he does have, you know, he does put his foot in his mouth at times and, you know, the guys they call banks trying to tutor him, trying to tell him the right things to say. And, but it's Odell's Odell, right? Jerry, and this is what you get. Yeah. And, I, I, thought, uh, I, I, I thought Odell, I thought Carl Banks <laughs> had a good comment, uh, today. I think he was on Joe and Evan on the fan and he said that, um, yeah. he needs to handle, basically needs to handle adversity better. And I thought it yeah. was poetic almost. I, I think Banks has the. Of all the, the analysts with the Giants, I think Banks has his pulse on the team as, as well as anyone does. And he always comes up with something that's um, uh, almost um, like a prophet with this team. And he, he just seems to know them so well and puts things in the right perspective. And, and once again, I think he nailed it. I think uh, you'd like to see Odell handle adversity better. I, th- I thought it was uh, – thought it was. Yeah, I thought well – uh, yeah, Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. I thought – Carl was really being honest. You yeah. know, he, Carl isn't one of those guys that says, hey, Odell could do no wrong. Like, you know, like some people have that, you know, that, you know, Odell could do no wrong. And Carl's basically saying, that, you know, he's he's trying to help him in a lot of ways and a lot of things, you know, he should be saying and doesn't look right. But one point Odell made, a couple of points he made is, it is true, Jerry, where winning cures all, yeah, right? right? If they were 5-1, and one, a lot of this stuff would be laughable. Right? Sure. Hey, that's Odell. He's funny. You know, he's playing point. When you're one in five, it's like, oh, Odell's a problem. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, so winning cures all, cures all. Odell said, you know, hopefully starting Monday night, um, he wants to focus on 
the field only, his action only. I hope he sticks to it. Um, and we'll take it from there. You know, um, if they come out Monday, Jerry, and they, and they win a ball game and then they beat Washington going into the bye, it's a whole new picture, right? A whole new yeah, yeah. feeling on his team. And um, so uh, yeah. I thought the water thing was – just quickly, Jerry, I thought the water thing was a little strange. <laughs> I just yeah. like water. It's it's like um, it's like he but, can't help himself but say one weird thing per interview where you just shake your head and say yeah I know. he's great and he seems overall I've always yeah. said he's a good kid overall yeah but he says something like that where you're like oh, really yeah. come please don't please sometimes have a filter don't say everything that's on your mind uh, anyway. yeah you know Eldell did bring out about how he, you know he talks to everybody in the locker room and he fools around with everybody and he's tight with everybody and that is true Jerry I mean I see it you know he does fool around with everybody in the locker room. His teammates do like him. Um, you know, it is just, I'm sure the teammates, I could see, you know, a few people that I've, you know, kind of had a conversation with. Just, just, it's just annoying to athletes, Jerry, when I have to keep answering questions about one guy, you know, and off the field stuff, Jerry, you know, the off the field stuff. It just gets, you know, very, very monotonous to these guys. So, but as far as not liking him, no, I, I'm, you know, I'll always say that they, they like him as a te- teammate. Yeah, they do. And, um, you know, you're there to see it. So that's uh, I guess that's good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim Jones, real quick. Kim Jones was on uh, that show in the afternoon on the fan. And I want to give the, the guys any credit. Um, but yeah, they, they, they as they typically do, they tried to not needle her, but they, they, they tried to turn the interview into a negative And mm-hmm. that, uh, mm-hmm. that that Odell bashed Eli and, and Kim Jones, man, kudos to her. She handled herself yeah. well. And kind of went back at him and said, <laughs> everything he said was complimentary of Manning. And he he said that, you know, he alluded to the fact that Eli's been there before. He knows how to win. That mm-hmm. Eli's the hardest working guy on the team. He's the the he's there the longest. He, he's the first one in, last one out. And, right. you know, she didn't take the bait. And I thought she handled herself well. Not that she needs any approval from us. But, you know, look, we always say it. We're Giant fans. So when you hear the beat, one of the beat writers who covers a lot more than just the Giants say that, um, it was a good job by her. I, I thought she came off well in that. And I thought she stuck up for Odell and mm-hmm. stuck up for the Giants organization as a whole there. Yeah, well, good for Kim. You know, Kim wasn't going to go for, you know, let's ride the band, Odell negative bandwagon with them, with the uh, afternoon host and the fan. Kim is in the mix. She's there in the locker room. I see her all the time. Yeah. She has the beat of the team, the pulse of the team. Yep. And there's no way that Odell was bashing Eli. Um, and I don't think Odell will ever bash Eli because – Odell is not going to throw a guy like Eli under under the under the bus. I don't care. I know the interview came out wrong with, with yeah. ESPN and a lot of things, you know. But Odell loves Eli. There's no question about it. Odell has set records with Eli Manning in his first what three years, yeah, uh, receiving records. And who threw him those balls, Jerry? Yeah. Eli Manning. You know, yeah. obviously there's some issues going on this year. Some defenses they're not getting down right. They're not reading and all that. And obviously, Eli is not the same guy he was, you know, four or five years ago, three years, even, you know, Odell's rookie year. But Kim Jones was 100% correct. And Kim's not going to sit there and listen to somebody, you know, kind of twist the facts like some people have been doing around yeah, this Yeah, I think right? I think two out of three on that show were trying to. And I think she shut it down pretty quickly. So, mm-hmm. like I said, from a fan's perspective, good for her. And from a mm-hmm. professional perspective, that's that's pretty much the way you handle it. But. Well, Jerry, I'm with Kim all the time. I, you know, I see Kim all the time, and and Kim's a straight shooter. Yeah. You know, she's not gonna, you know, she's not just gonna be like, oh yeah, that sounds good. Let me ride that bet. No, Kim's not like that. You know, right. so that's what one of the reasons why Kim's on the NFL Network is and is having the career that she's having. Yep. Um, 
So, buddy, Monday night, mm-hmm. uh, one in five Giants, two and four Falcons. When the schedule came out, you looked at this game and you thought, man, this one's going to be tough. But, you know, you tweeted a while ago that you, you, you actually feel pretty good about this and that I'm going to call you a quote-unquote nutbag for that. <laughs> but to be honest with you, surprisingly, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I, all right, bud. All right. I think the Giants obviously are more and more healthy. I mm-hmm. think the matchup itself, um, that, that Atlanta defense scares no one. The Atlanta offense has a number of injuries. Uh, they lost their running back. I don't know if Sanu's playing. I think you tweeted that Sanu and Ridley yeah. aren't going to play. Well, no, I said I said there's a good chance they right. might not play. It doesn't look good for Sanu. It really looks like it's questionable right now. Yeah, and and it's Matt, I always say it's not Matty Ice. It's Matty Slush. And I don't know how – this Atlanta team doesn't scare me, and I think usually this means something bad, Giant fans. But – I think the Giants have a hell of a shot to beat them Monday night. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a 37-34 game one way or the other. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. No, Jerry, uh, I agree with you 100%. I mean, uh, that's as we get into it, you know, I was going to say the same thing. You know, I could see like a game like that, you know, 30-27, 34 something like that, all, all what you just said. You know, um, Atlanta is decimated on the defensive side of the ball. Um the thing that always scares me, I look at matchups. You have to look at matchups, right, in this league. Yeah. Um, they don't get to the quarterback. They have 10 sacks. Yeah. You know? Their one threat is McKinley. Um, he's a good player, uh, but it's not like the Eagles front. You know, we got four guys who get the Eli, you know. So you look at the matchups, you say, okay, maybe they're not going to get the Eli, not going to pressure him much, so Eli's going to do some things down the field. And I really feel Saquon is going to have a 150-plus yard game on the ground this week. Um, they don't do anything well on the defensive side, so – yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I think this is the game where you feed Saquon over and over again, and um, we, we we seem to say this a lot. But if there was a game where you use the run to set up the pass, I think it's this one. I, and not that mm-hmm. anyone in the secondary of Atlanta scares me, but I agree with you, man. I, I think Saquon, you know, obviously getting better and better every week, and I think this is a week where he can have a, I can he can have an epic night if he gets the ball twenty times. I mm-hmm. mean, I see no reason why he can't get a hundred. And I, this sounds nuts. I see no reason why he can't get 150 to 180 yards on the ground mm-hmm. before he even catches any passes. I, I just, this is that kind of game where in a dome against a weak defense, I could see him running wild in this one. Yeah. Yeah. On a fast surface, too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, hey, what do you have? 130 against the Eagles? And they, and they came into the game, what, I think they were number two against the Rush. Yeah. Or number one, actually, against the Rush. And yeah, one or two. Saquon, they were up there. Yeah. Saquon at 130 on them you know um on 13, look at this, on 13 carries too right on 13 carries uh so yeah listen it's all there for the giants to break out offensively ingram coming back is huge jerry um he does so many things to get you out of that that shell defense that you know everybody likes to play against the giants ingram could really hurt that so it's all there jerry um if they don't have a very successful offensive game Two things. One, I'll be a little surprised. Yes, I am saying that, even though they've struggled all year. I'll be surprised. And two, it is going to be, oh, man, I can't even imagine a scene around this team if they don't play well offensively against the Falcons Monday. Is there anyone on defense that scares you for the Falcons? Uh, McKinley's the only one. Yeah, He's good. He's a good edge guy. Other than that, absolutely not. They, you know, The guys that who are, who are real good players that are out. You know, the Keanu Neals, the Deion Jones. Um, you know what? Grady Javitt is a real good defensive tackle for the Falcons, and he missed last week, and he's 
he's iffy for Sunday too. I mean, if they if Jared can't go, for Monday, Jerry, man, Monday. Monday. Uh, oh, excuse me, everybody. I'm sorry. On uh, Monday, if if Grady Jared can't go, uh, and that's just another big defensive tackle, they won't have to slow down Saquon. Um, so it's been a rough year for the Falcons. Uh, they've given up a ton of points. They've scored a ton of points, but they've given up a ton of, a ton of points. That's why they're two and four. So, yeah, good for us. I mean, for once, uh, it seems like th- this almost reminds you of uh, somewhat like the Texans game, where this is a game where they go in and you think, yeah, this is a game they could win. And like you said, on defense, they're hurting. And not that we're shutting anyone down, but at least we're healthy. At least we've got that going for us. Um, anyone in the secondary, I mean, that can keep up with Odell, because it seems like, again, we said it before and I th- he kind of blew up against the Panthers but if there was a week that Odell could blow up it could be this one um is there anyone in the secondary that that concerns you at all uh, not at all yeah Desmond Trufant does not concern me at all Robert Alfred is a pretty decent corner but um I don't want to be repetitive Jerry but there's nobody that could cover Odell anyway one-on-one but nobody plays him one-on-one right, yeah, right, right I mean right. what happened was it what happened was in my opinion is that he made Jalen Ramsey look so bad opening game. I agree. That that defenses came in, looked at the giant film, and says, oh, 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 nobody's playing 13 one-on-one. Yeah. I don't care yeah. what happens. So it, it was it was pretty funny, Jerry. You know, I, I, I thought about it a little bit. It's pretty funny. Like, it was so good for Giant fans and for Odell and everybody that he made Ramsey look bad on a few plays opening game. Yeah. And then you think about it, Jerry, and you say to yourself, wow, I kind of wish that didn't happen now because – Teams saw that and said, you, we are playing shell with Odell. We're going to bracket him every time down the field, you know? Yeah, so you, you, expe- um, you expect the cover two again? Oh, I don't think there's any question. Robert Alford and Desmond, uh, Desmond Trufant cannot play Odell, cannot cover him one-on-one. Yeah. No way. So, listen, this is what Odell's got to deal with, but that doesn't mean you can't be effective. I mean, the, the guy on the other side of the field, he sees a lot of that too, Julio Jones. Yeah. You know? And he had two games with 10 catches this year, so. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a really good segue. Um, you see uh, – uh, how would the Giants match up against Julio Jones? Is it going to be primarily Jenkins? Um, does he switch sides? I mean, what is what are you seeing with Julio Jones? Is it is it typically one side of the field, or they move him all over the place? Oh, they move Julio. They move Julio around. You know, so I, I think you'll see a lot of you know Jack Rabbit on him. Yeah. I think, but but now Jerry if Sanu can't go, it changes everything, right? Yeah, right. Because now they don't have a real number two. It really, I mean, really was coming on before he got hurt. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how even if he plays Monday, which he, he might, I don't know how effective he's going to be. You right. know? So that kind of changes everything now, because now you could double Julio every play, you know, if, if Betcher wants to go that way. I thought it was kind of interesting too. getting just talking about Betcher, you know, kind of brought up to him today in his presser about, you know, how come he's not being as aggressive as he was in Arizona. We talked about that, Jerry. Yeah. You know, we, we don't see the aggressiveness. We don't see the blitz, the blitz schemes, anything that he showed in camp. He hasn't done it in the game. He kind of, you know, he he met, you know he he was brought out he was called on the carpet a little bit today on it and you know he gave the answer of it's a process and we start from A oh, you work away to Z one of the most overused slogans uh, right. in sports right it's a process anyway so sorry. I mean I really wasn't happy with that answer to be honest with you I want to see guys flying out you know like a bat at a at a, at a hell from you know yeah. <laughs> from the first game but he, that was his answer that it's a process and you'll see more as you go along knowing your personnel and and yada 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 so. Um, some, one of the, 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 uh, part of the vitriol that's been on Twitter all week, mm-hmm. it seems like, it seems like fans have covered every aspect of this team and I don't blame them, but one of the things that came up and, and you had a, a very good tweet about it, that the Kareem Martin, 
switch mm. with Romeo Aquara. And, you know, side note, it's not just because you're a Notre Dame fan. Uh, Romeo, <laughs> Romeo Aquara played well for the Giants when he filled in for JPP two years ago. And it mm-hmm. seems like he didn't play as much last year. And on this, and he just got the feeling in training camp like he wasn't going to make the team. And he's doing – you almost think like, well, they spent a lot of money on Kareem Martin, but they probably would have been better off if they kept Aquara. And Devin Kennard's another guy they let go. And I've said for years he should have been lined up as defensive end, even though he's smaller, at least maybe on passing downs. Or, or uh, you know, in this 3-4 defense on, as an outside linebacker, which is where Olivier Vernon played one game and excelled, I would have loved to have seen Kennard in that spot. Um, and it's a little early, but you think the Giants regret that at all? Getting, letting, letting Aquara go. Not so much Kennard because it would have cost money, but letting mm. Aquara go and, and signing Kareem Martin. I don't think there's any way they, they don't, Jerry. Now with the year, you know, Aquara's having over there yeah. in Detroit. Um, listen, you know, if you remember in, in camp, I said Aquara wasn't making a team. He doesn't look natural out there standing up, playing 3-4. And then as the camp went on, he came on more and more in the system. And I thought he was looking pretty decent. And, you know, it was a shock that he got caught. And Kareem Martin has been a major disappointment. You, you know, you see why he only had limited snaps in Arizona now. Yeah. And it's, you know, this, this, this thing of bringing, you know, somebody in because he knows the system. <laughs> uh, Jerry, I put it on Twitter. I'm, I'm sure you saw it today or yesterday, whenever I put it on Twitter. You know, I don't want to hear that. He knows the system. You know what? If a guy doesn't have talent, he doesn't have talent, Jerry. Right. <laughs> uh, he can know the system all he wants, but if he can't contain on a zone read, or if he can't get to the quarterback, or if he can't set the edge on running plays, I don't care what system he knows. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. And he's been a major disappointment. As a, as of, you know, as a few of Dave Gettleman's uh, free agent signings, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, I think of, when I hear a system guy, I think of Doug Peterson, the player, when Andy Reid was first taking over as coach of the Eagles, and he brought Peterson in from Green Bay, and mm-hmm. he stunk as a quarterback. But he knew the system. Mm-hmm. Like you said, <laughs> knowing the system – um, doesn't really mean anything uh, a lot of the mm-hmm. times. And uh, under Dan Reeves, I forget who the defensive coordinator was. It was a younger guy. He coached the 49ers for a while. He kept hearing, oh, he's going to be Mike. Mike Nolan. Mike Nolan, that's right. Yeah. And he brought in uh, Mike Kroll. He brought in uh, a lot of Denver guys who knew the system and they stunk. Mm. And it meant yeah. nothing. So it's a, it's a great point by you. Uh, on the, um, one of the guys the Giants picked up this week, uh, Corey Coleman. Um, mm. Former first, round pick, former first round pick of the Browns, but he yeah. hasn't stuck around. I mean, he, he's been on, I think this is his fourth team and, and this yeah. is his third year. What's his story? Why, why can't he stick on teams? Is it um, off the field stuff or is it just he's uh, not doing anything? Well, the show isn't talent, Jerry. Um, I can't confirm this, but, um, you know, he was a number one pick for the Browns. Yeah. And played well first year. He broke his hand. Yeah. Uh, and then the second year, I believe he broke his hand too. And then this year he was, you know, thrown out of there. <laughs> went to Buffalo, I believe. He was lasted a couple of days. Went to New England, lasted a couple of days. So when you see that, Jerry, for a kid that has talent, and Corey Coleman has talent. Yeah. Okay, there's no question. Nobody's questioning that. But when you see a guy, you know, basically cut after a week, goes to another team, cut after a week, obviously there's some kind of issue going on. Yeah. So, the, listen, it doesn't hurt the Giants. They brought him in here. They put him on a practice squad. Uh, if he looks good, they can activate him, uh, which which might be, you know, with Latimer out for the year. And now Joel Davis popped up in an injury report today. He's got some headaches going on. Um, so he's in concussion protocol. Yeah, I like him too, man. I, he's he's one of the young guys I'm, I'm pretty high on. I, I like his 
His kickoff returns are okay. He seems like a pretty decent receiver. He's someone I'm rooting for, definitely as a Giants fan. Yeah, well, if you remember Jerry in camp, right? Um, a lot, he had a lot of good days in camp. And, and uh, a lot of times I put on Twitter, hey, this Joel Davis kid looks pretty good, you know? Yeah. Um, so the kid's got some talent. You know, the Giants obviously liked him. They brought him in here uh, a few weeks ago, and he's been returning kickoffs. And now he's, he's involved as a third receiver. Um, now this is a little bit of a setback. I don't know, you know, what's going to happen for Monday night for him. Yeah. But getting back to Coleman, um, he's sort of like – I'm not going to compare him to a Josh Gordon thing because Gordon's had a, you know, obviously a ton of issues off the field. But when you – like I said, when you see a guy go bouncing, getting thrown off a team and, you know, getting cut in a week, something must be going on with him. Yeah. But you bring him in, you bring a talented kid in, If you, maybe if he could, you know, get this system down and keep his – whatever issues he might be – you know, might have going on, you got a talented receiver because the kid definitely has talent. There's no question about it. Yeah, I, I saw that Khalif Raymond was signed for like two days, and oh. I, I got excited for a second because I like him. I like him as a punt returner, and then, I, he was, then he was released. It was almost like they were just teasing us. Like, they, couldn't, oh. they can't admit the mistake they made when they let go of Raymond and Hunter <laughs> Sharp. I, I don't care what anybody says. If, if the plan was Odell from the start returning punts, then he would have been returning them long before, or, or that would have right. been known earlier. I mean, I just think the Odell returning punts, I love it because he's ridiculously talented, but – it was a last second, all right, that's it. We'll, we'll throw Odell back there because we don't have a, a punt returner. And we saw it early on where the other guys yeah. they brought in just couldn't do it. Uh, I wanted to bring up the, the game last night uh, the, the, where the Cardinals got just lambasted by the Denver Broncos. For those mm-hmm. Giant fans who wanted to draft a quarterback um, instead of Saquon Barkley, look at the Cardinals, all right? Now, I know that mm-hmm. Mayfield's had his moments. I know Rosen's had his moments and Darnold. But last night with a pass rush that the Denver Broncos have with the offensive line that the Cardinals have, (laughs) let me know how Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold will do behind the Giants offensive line this year without an outlet like Barkley to have. Because to me, that just, that said it all. I mean, I watched that game and I'm thinking, this is exactly how the Giants would look with a rookie quarterback this year. And I, I just, I can't be convinced of it otherwise, man. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any question. Right? Uh, Josh Rosen was under siege last night. Five turnovers. Oh. Um, yeah, you looked at that game. Um, I, I have to admit, I didn't watch a lot of it. I did catch some of it because, you know, there's a baseball team in Boston that, you know, was finishing up the Astros. Um, oh, right. But, I, I almost forgot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the, you know, the Houston National team that thought they weren't going to lose a game in the playoffs, <laughs> that team. Um, but getting back to football, uh, Josh Rosen um, – he the, the what I was watching Jerry and I looked at the box score today and I actually looked a little bit on the rewind on the game. Um, yeah, he was under siege and that's that's you you make a great point, uh, Jerry. That's that's you would have saw a lot you would have seen a lot of that with the Giants if if Rosen was a draft pick and you know and and if he's say they, say they release, say if they drafted him and Manning got released or whatever he was playing from the first game. You talk about a psychological scar, huh? Oh my God, I mean. Oh, it would have been it would have been brutal. I mean, I think yeah. any rookie quarterback would be. It's like the Derek Carr um, or David Carr. I'm sorry, I always mix them up. David Carr back in 2002 yeah. with the yeah. with the uh, the Houston Texans were a talented kid, but just getting yeah. beat up all the time. And I think he, yeah. he was sacked more than any quarterback in NFL history. That's what happened. That could happen to a talented quarterback. Yeah, and you see Rosie. He's, he, you know, he's got the talent, man. You see him yeah. step up a few times. I saw him on some plays last night. He stepped up a few times. He rifles that ball. You see, he's got the talent. He's got, yeah. you know, he's got the thing going on in the pocket, but he just has no time. And uh, you know, he has to work on his ball security. You saw it last night. I think Vaughn got him once with a strip, and 
Yeah. Somebody else got him with a strip, and he's got to work on that. You know, he's not. But you know, like you said, Jerry, you could have all the talent in the world, but if, you know, if there's five guys coming in every pass play and they're all over, you're not going to be able to do anything. And and real quick, one of the things I forgot to mention as part of the uh, the Kim Jones interview, okay, you know, she called out Bart Scott. Bart Scott um, talked about the Giants draft and Saquon, and I, I don't want to keep talking about this, but when they keep talking about it, you have to respond to it. And right. do you think the Giants regret it? And she called him out and said, you know. The Jets were in the same position last year. They could have taken uh, Pat Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, and they chose a safety. Now, Adams is very good, but they still chose a safety. And I thought, that's an argument that I haven't heard yet, and I love it, and I'm going to use it every time because it's so true. The Jets were supposed to stink last year. They, going into the season, you knew the Jets were going to be bad, and they had a shot at Mahomes. And if, man, talk about regretting not taking the right guy, right? I mean, giant fans, some giant fans saying, oh, we should have took Darnold. Imagine having the shot at taking Mahomes, how he looks, and not taking him. I, I just, and, he, and it's not like this was a, a wing and a prayer by the Chiefs. Mahomes was rising up the charts uh, as the draft got closer. I think the Giants were even trying to trade up to get him. So mm. that's something that I thought was a great argument by her and um, just uh, something that hasn't been brought up yet. And good job by Kim Jones, man. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear that part, but uh, yeah, excellent, excellent point. I, that's the first time I've heard of that too. And now that I've heard of that, Jerry, I'm going to start running with, that, running with that on Twitter. <laughs> and we're going to, we're going to give Kim Jones credit every time for giving us our. Yeah, oh, our yeah, Kim, yeah, yeah, no, Kim's great. Yeah, you got to give Kim credit, but that, that's great work by Kim there. You know, that's a good point, man. All right, buddy, um, let's get to our picks this week. We haven't done it in a while because of the way the schedule shook out. Um, let's do the. Let's do actually the 9.30 a.m. game first. There's a, a 9.30 yeah. game. Uh, yeah. Titans at Chargers. Who do you like in that one, bud? Oh, man, I, I like the Chargers. I, I think they're starting to come on a little bit now. The Titans got shut out last week, sacked 11 times, <laughs> speaking of offensive lines. Yeah. Um, but the Ravens, uh, I like the Chargers in this one. Um, I think the Chargers are going to be there, and they're going to get Joey Bosa back next month, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with for the next few months. Yeah, I think they're going to finish second in that division. I uh, I agree with you, but I like the Chargers. Uh, Panthers in Philly at one o'clock. Oh God, yeah, I know. Me too. Um, hate yeah. to say it. Yep. You know, I hate to say it, but you know, you know, Jerry. Let's see what the Eagles. I think this is a. Let's see what the Eagles do. Yeah. Sunday, as far as how they're going to go the rest of the year, if they come out Sunday and play a real strong game like they did against the Giants. Yeah. Um, then they're going to be ready to roll for the rest of the year. So I'm going to go with the Eagles because, um, you know, Carson Wentz is getting his legs. He, he's he's looking better and better. They're a little banged up on our offensive line now. So, you know, but I'm going to go with the Eagles at the link. I think they have enough to beat Carolina. He sat out of practice a couple of days ago with back issues. Um, so I don't know if he's just a result of him not playing since last year or what. And, just mm-hmm. sore. I don't know. It's not like the Giants hit him at all. So I don't know where we got the back issues. No. From. Yeah. No. It wasn't from that. But um, hey, you know what, man? I Maybe from f- celebrating. Yeah. I got a, f- <laughs> I got a funny feeling. I'm going Carolina in this one. I think right. I think the layoff from the Eagles will will hurt them. I think the ten days off after a, a great win against the Giants. I think it's going to hurt them. I'm going Carolina. Okay. Uh, um, this is I the hope game. You're right. Yeah. This is the game that's going to tell you if the Jets are real or not. Vikings at Jets. One o'clock. Um, no, the Jets aren't real. Um, <laughs> the Vikings, uh, Cousins is having a big year, uh, except for fumbling. Yeah, his turnovers. Cousins is having a pretty big year. Jets, are, Jets are really hurting too. Yeah, um, they're, they're hurting on the back end. Um, I like the Vikings in this one. 
I think Cousins is going to light him up with that, you know, with uh, Diggs and the other guy. Thielen. I, I like I like the Vikings in this one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the Vikings defense throws at Darnold because right now, if you've been watching the Jets, Darnold goes with one read and that's it. And if it's not there, then he's kind of struggles after that. So I I think uh, I think the the Vikings defense will set the tone. I like the Vikings in this one as well, but um, kind of a snoozer. Bills at Colts, one o'clock. Hmm. Uh, Colts, uh, excuse me, the Bills are going with Derek Anderson, who they just signed off the street a couple of days ago. That's who's starting for them. Yeah, because um, Allen hurt his finger, right? Allen hurt his elbow. He's out, oh, elbow, like two elbow, to, I'm sorry. He's out two to three weeks with an elbow. Um, yeah, Peterman is so bad. You know, he blew that game last week with a pick six. Um, that, that Sean McDermott doesn't even trust him, so they're going to go with the veteran Anderson. I like the Colts. I, I, you know, Colts don't have a defense, but I think they'll score enough I don't think the Bills have scored enough points to to beat the Colts in this one, even though the Colts can't stop anybody. So I like I like Andrew Luck in India in this one, Jerry. Yeah, me too. I like him in a uh, two touchdown win. Uh, this is a good one. Patriots at Bears, one o'clock. Yeah, this is uh, if the Bears would have played a solid defensive game against Miami last week, I, this would have been real interesting in my opinion, Jerry. Um, but since they gave up 500 yards and 380 or something to Brock Osweiler. I'm going to have to go with Tom Brady and the boys, uh, who, are, who, as usual, are starting to hit their stride now in October. Yeah, as soon as uh, that first reporter says the Patriots are mm-hmm. dead, they turn it right. on every single year. And right. I thought Belichick's press conference was awesome when they asked him how Khalil Mack compares to LT, and he just said, we're, yeah. we're talking about Lawrence Taylor. We're talking about Lawrence Taylor. No yeah. one compares to Lawrence Taylor. And, um, you know, despite other people saying that, yeah, there's other defensive players that may have been better than Lawrence Taylor. You and I obviously believe that Lawrence Taylor is the best of all time. Um, Browns at Buccaneers at 1 o'clock. I'm sorry. Uh, Browns at Buccaneers? Yeah. Um, wow. Um, who's in a, Who's got the little better defense? The Browns got a little better defense? I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. I think they're going to bounce back. I know they got blown out last week, but, but Tampa Bay's defense is real, real bad. Yeah. I'm going to go with the up, a little bit of an upset in this one. I'm going to go with the Browns on the road. Yeah, by the way, I agree with you. I'm, I'm going with the Patriots in the last game. Uh, this one's yeah. tough, man. I flip a coin. I'll just go with the Buccaneers because they're home, but it's, there's no other reason for that. I think you make a good point. I think the Buccaneer defense stinks. I think um, the, the Browns defense is better than theirs, but uh, just being home, I don't know, man. I'll, the, I can't trust the Browns yet. They're, they're the only team with the worst record over the last 23 games in the Giants, so I'll go Bucks. <laughs> um, another 1 o'clock, Texans at Jaguars. Jaguars are going to respond in this game. Yeah, uh, Texas offensive line is worse than ours, if you could that's, imagine that. That's saying something. Yeah, they got sacked seven times. You know what? Deshaun Watson is catching a beating back there. Beating. Yeah. Um, I, I Jaguars have been humiliated the last two weeks. Uh, they're going to come out fired up in this one. I like the Jaguars. I agree with you. I, I can't believe that game last week. I mean, that was – they just – I didn't see that coming. I thought they could beat Dallas, and Dallas just owned them. I never thought Cole Beasley would get 30-something points in fantasy football – but it was almost <laughs> uncoverable, and Ramsey, yeah. uh, Ramsey's post-game presser was still hilarious. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Jags. I think the Jags respond, like you said. I think their defense is too good to have another stinker like that. Another 1 o'clock, last of the 1 o'clocks. Lions at Dolphins. Mm. It's a tough one, too. But Oswald is playing again. Tannehill's still out. Um, I'm going to go with Miami at home. Uh, I think they're going to – I think they'll pull out a close one at home. I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to ride the Brock Osweiler. Uh, train for the second week uh, for the second week in the road he plays. So I'm going to go with Miami in this one. 
I'm going to go with the Lions. I'm going to say Patricia knows that offense pretty well, being that he came from the AFC East. And I guess I'll go with the Lions because I think Stafford is going to be better than Osweiler. But it wouldn't. I mean, none of these games surprise me. I mean, yeah. these picks this year have been all over the place. Uh, even the games where you think a team can't lose, they they win. So yep. it wouldn't surprise me, but I'm going to go with the Lions. First of the fours, uh, Saints at Ravens. Well, this is a tough one, man. This is a tough one. Ravens have one of the best defenses in the league. But I picked the Saints this year to come out of the NFC. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Drew Brees over Flacco. It's supposed to be a nice day in Baltimore Sunday. <laughs> I knew you were going. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't help myself with you and Brees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the future first battle of Hall of Fame, uh, Drew Brees, in this one, Jerry. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's supposed to be in the 60s, so that's uh, that's still within Breeze's you know 300 yard type of game. I agree with you. Unfortunately, uh, I'm gonna go with the Saints as well. A close one, but I'll go with the Saints. Divisional matchup, NFC East. A lot of a lot of interest in this one. 425 yeah. Cowboys at Redskins. Okay, you gotta look at matchups like as usual, right? In the NFL, um, what does Dallas like to do? They want to run the ball with Zeke. What does Washington do pretty good? They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna stop the run, I think, enough to win this game. And that means Prescott's gonna have to win it. I don't think Prescott could win a game by himself. I'm gonna go with the Redskins in a close one. Yeah, me too. And and if there's one thing if there's one situation we're in that's better than Dallas, we know that based on his age and and just kind of how he looks, that we're going quarterback next year no matter what. And Dallas hasn't gotten there yet with Dak. They still believe in him, and I don't think he's the future of them of, of that team. I don't think he's a good passer. I think he's a good athlete, but I don't think he's a winning quarterback. I know they did well that one year, but that was with the best offensive line in football, a very good defense. So I guess, long story short, I'm going with the Redskins, but I think it's comical how Dallas fans believe so much in Dak when they're probably the only ones who haven't realized that he's not the future of that franchise. Uh, 425 Rams at 49ers uh, 49ers I tell you what the 49ers Kyle Shanahan's doing a heck of a job over there with CJ Beathard yeah. um, but they just don't have enough to beat this Ram team um, I'm going to go with the Rams I mean, Todd Gurley's one of the best backs in football he's proven it again this year yeah, I'm going to go I'm sorry I'm going to go with the Rams yeah, yeah I agree I think the Rams are the best team in football I think their offense is insane I think their defense is good enough it, they, they've Started off a lot better, their defense, but um, I, I think they're so talented, so immensely talented. Like you said, Gurley's the best back in football. Uh, the uh, Cooper Cup, I'm not sure if he's going to play this week. He got hurt last week. He's a big receiver for them. Uh, yeah. But but still, that being said, I like the Rams. Uh, Sunday night football, Bengals at Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are going to put a 40 spot or a 38 spot on Bengals. I like the Chiefs. Yeah, man, they hung in with the Patriots, but it's just so hard to win there. Uh, I, I thought that was such a good game, and that was the, the past and the future of the NFL right there. I think I think within two years, this league isn't going to be all Pat Mahomes, man. I, I think he's that good. I, I was just going to ask you that, uh, Jerry. What do you think about Patrick Mahomes? Oh, my God. I, I, think, I think he's Aaron Rodgers. In a couple of years, he's going to be more than Aaron <laughs> Rodgers to this league. I'm yeah. not kidding. I, yeah. He's just, he's an incredible talent. They were talking about it in, last year um, in practice, right? That he's doing yes. things in practice they never saw before. And I mean, until you get in the game, you just don't know. But just the way he can throw the ball, how far he can throw it, how accurate he is on the run, how athletic he is. I yeah. think he's ridiculous. And I think, uh, like yeah. I said, within two years, it's his league and we're all just living in it. 
Uh, I, I like the Chiefs as well. I think they're going to put a hurting on the Bengals. All right, buddy. Monday night, mm. G-Men at Falcons. Um, I think I know what you like, but just for uh, the purposes of making the actual pick, who do you like? Okay, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with too much Saquon, too much Odell for the Falcons. Uh, the Giants are going to get just enough stops defensively. Uh, I'm going to go with the G-Men, Mr. F. I'm going to go with the G-Men going down to Atlanta and pulling out a close one, 31-28. I agree with most of what you said. I think it will be very close. I think the Giants' offense will look very good. Unfortunately, I think the Falcons will do just enough to win. I think it's going to be 37-34. It's going to be 34-10 with two minutes to go, and Matty Slush will lead his team down uh, because he's home. And it's, uh, it's Drew Brees light, right? He's in a dome, so he'll play well. Uh, and he's home. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, just think, I just think the Giants will, will un- eventually break our hearts again Monday night. And look, oh. I, and here's the deal, right? All Giant fans, I, I don't criticize you for wanting them to lose or wanting them to win. I don't care. It doesn't affect the game. So a lot of fans are saying, let's suck for the duck, right? Which, obviously, for Justin Herbert. But when the game starts... I think every Giant fan's into it. And, and they're like, you know what? We can rattle off 10 straight and go 11-5 and because that's how irrational everybody is when they start watching. And I think that's where I, I'll be Monday night. I'll be psyched, and I'll be like, all right, let's do this. Come on, you can do this, Giants. And at the end, by the end of the game, I think we'll, uh, we'll be 1-6, and six, but it'll be a heartbreaker. Well, Jerry, um, I hope nobody is starting that. Oh, I hope we lose the string now. You know, well, no, I think or, I've seen, we've seen it. I'm starting getting that feel. I'm starting to get, yeah, no, I'm starting to get that feeling too. I, I do see it on Twitter where some people are, are sort of like, oh, I hope we lose the, the rest of the games now. I mean, six games in, I hope not. You know, I, I guess I understand what some, you know, what some people are thinking, but I hope, you know, I, I don't want to see that. Um, well, I, I already but, know people were happy that Denver won last night because then now they're at three wins. And <laughs> yeah, they're, they're I see that. For, yeah. Yeah. They're looking for a quarterback. So the teams you got to worry about, aside from, Aside from a team that doesn't need a quarterback picking ahead of you and, and trading out, you have to worry mm-hmm. about, I think, the Raiders because I think they're going to get rid of Derek Carr somehow. It's just not working. They should get, they should get rid of Gruden while they've had it, too. I, you have to tell me, buddy. I'm not on, I wasn't on board with Gruden. I think he's Ooh. lost his fastball. Uh, and I'm, I can't think of – there's another one-win team. It's not coming to me now. But there are a few teams that will need a quarterback that you have to worry about. But there's also teams like Arizona who may just suck the rest of the year and mm-hmm. then trade out of being ahead of the Giants to a team like Denver – or the Raiders, if the Raiders can win more than the Giants. But anyway, buddy, um, uh, thank you once again. Uh, Great job. And um, all right, guys, be sure to order your copy of the Giant Insider newspaper. Go to www.giantinsider.com or visit magster.com for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R.com. Yearly subs are $40, $39.95 actually for paper copies. And the digital version is only $17 for a yearly subscription. That's 14 issues as we're bi-weekly during the season and monthly in the offseason. The next podcast, usually we do it Mondays, but since the Giants play Monday, we'll do it Tuesday. We'll recap the Atlanta game. Tuesday, October 23rd at 8 p.m. And we'll have our, our brand new mics again. We'll have these microphones <laughs> going forward. So we'll be Jerry, crystal clear. Yeah, Jerry, just one thing. Uh, Tuesday's podcast, maybe we'll have to do like 7.30. There's a baseball team playing at 8 o'clock. You know, Chris, if you're dedicated to the Giants, I don't think you really care about the Red <laughs> Oh, you're going to pull Oh, you're going to pull that card on me. Uh, huh? you know I'm boss. It, depe- okay. it, it depends on who you All right, you know, yeah, all right. Who's all your right. first love? Is it your wife or is it a mistress? The mistress uh, being the Red Sox. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, all right, right there, Foley. And and, and uh, you know, guys, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, 
Spotify and Google Play. So please listen, please subscribe. It's free. And give us those four five-star ratings, five-star ratings, because uh, it means a lot. And uh, I think the show is pretty awesome. But thanks, everybody, for listening to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. He's Chris Bizignano, the huge Red Sox fan. And remember, guys, <laughs> Sundays, and this week, actually, Mondays, are Giant Days. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.